blood, the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. I see the enemy coming in like a flood in our houses, in our churches, in our families. But what I don't see is the standard. People of God, where's the standard at? We're in a war, y'all. It's time to stand, y'all. The Lord gave the word, and great was the company of them that published it. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Welcome to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast that reaches around the world daily with the good news about Jesus Christ our Lord. I am your host, Bishop Fred A. Carwell Sr. Now lend me your ear, and let's go inside of Know Your Bible and hear God's life-changing word. Welcome to Know Your Bible. That I'm connected to a rich Jew. I'm seated in heavenly places. And to have something in this world, you got to go to war. And the battle is in our mind. Instead of us celebrating and rejoicing with somebody that's moving on up, that's right, with material things. Instead of us celebrating, we jealous. We talking about they ain't going to be able to pay for it. They ain't your business. You got three mortgages on one house. Now you go figure. Who told you to get all them mortgages on that house? I'm old school. Old school says you don't mortgage where you lay your head. You don't put no double mortgage on it. Because now it's a contest of who got the first mortgage. Then you think you done double mortgage your house and the money gone. And if it goes into foreclosure and you married and your name on the mortgage and one of y'all done gone to El Paso, <laughs> you might as well come back to Shreveport because until that mortgage is paid in full, both of y'all owe that mortgage. You can call them people. They're not letting you out of it. Why? They got your signature. Well, you know, we ain't getting along. They ain't our fault. You know, and people that got kids, you know, before you go and get Johnny Cochran, you need to start thinking about it. We just acting a fool. This kid going to end up abandoned. So we need to get this right. We cannot keep living unto ourselves and expect God to okay it. At some point, being grown means responsible. We don't need another broken home. We don't need no more kids trying to figure out what happened to my mama and my daddy. Marriage means responsibility. All right, I quit preaching and go on to meddling. But these kids didn't ask to come here. Now y'all need to, you know, you need to do something. So, 
Poverty is a curse. And God's desire is that the blessing of Abraham will come upon his children. We've been gifted with the gift of righteousness. Okay? That means that all that God owns, we own because we are heirs of God and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. See, when you talk about heritage, heritage means how much money is in the foundation. When we're dealing with God, there's no number that we can come up with because he owns everything. That house is just our stewardship back to him for giving it to us. It shouldn't be raining in the living room. The place shouldn't have the windows all torn out and the Volkswagen parked in the living room. We should be stewards. It's required of a steward that a man be found faithful. God give you a house supposed to take care of it. Kids shouldn't be swinging on the, 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 the front door. Place shouldn't be all torn up. Kids get in the car jumping all up and down on the back seat. Splitting the upholstery. And you're talking about, y'all better sit down back there. The car tore up. What about sickness? Book of Job. Poverty, we've been redeemed from it. Say that back to me. Okay. You got to hate poverty like you hate bad breath. Somebody say, I love it. I don't. You ever talk to somebody and you needed almost immediate attention? Looked like everything was getting black. <laughs> you would be... <laughs> You were being gassed. Ha! <laughs> oh, you know, got to have some fun. For those of you that don't think any of this is funny, that's all right. That's all right. Sit there and look like God beating you. Okay? Yeah, he beat me right now. And happy other people whose God is the Lord. Sickness. Sin brought sickness. Now I want you to hear this. Sin brought sickness. Now because you are sick doesn't mean you sinned. I, I need to say that too. But as a result of Adam's disobedience, not only did condemnation come upon man and separation from God, that, that's why, you know, there's a need for sacrifices along the way. But sin brought sickness into the world. Because when man fell, sickness was a part of the fall. Are we clear with that? Now, in the book of Job, chapter 2, verses 1 through 8. Again, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also among them to present himself before the Lord. And the Lord said unto Satan, From where comest thou? And Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth and from walking up and down in it. And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and an upright, a perfect and an upright man, one that feareth God and shuns evil? And still he holdeth fast his integrity 
although thou movest me against him to destroy him without cause. And Satan answered the Lord and said, Skin for skin, yea, all that a man hath will he give for his life. But put forth thy hand now and touch his bone and his flesh, and he will curse thee to thy face. And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, he's in thine hand, but save his life. So went Satan forth from the presence of the Lord and smote Job with sore balls from the sole of his feet unto his crown. And he took a potsherd, which was a piece of broken pottery, with which to scrape himself, and he sat down among the ashes. Now we see the Lord allowed that. You might say, well, why is it then that some of God's people get sick? I mean, the Lord allows it, but he didn't do it. Why then does he allow it? You ever heard of faith? Because faith, strong faith, glorifies God. Weak faith doesn't. Here the Lord is the one that brought Job's name up to Satan. And you notice, Satan cannot go outside of the boundaries that the Lord set for him. That's mysterious. I don't understand it. But this one thing I do, we got to victory. We got to victory. But you have to fight the good fight of faith in order to be able to maintain your strength and your sense. Because the devil will have you doubting God. God doesn't love me. If God loved me, why did my mama die? If God loved me, then why did my daughter, you know, why was she born this way and all that? Let me tell you something. Some things are above our pay grade. But this I do know. We all that are born into this world are marred by sin. That's why we must be born again. And when we're born again, our flesh isn't, our spirit is. So in Jesus Christ, we are winners. We always win. But down through the years in, in my, you know, being in a part of Christendom, I, I've heard the story of Job. How Job had seven sons and three daughters. And how all of them were killed in one day. And Job's house was destroyed. And all of his livestock were taken by the Sabaeans and other people. All of that befell Job in one day. And Job's wife said, why don't you curse your God and die? Now I'm in the, in the very small minority of people that believe that when Job's wife said that to him, to curse God and die, that she really loved him and she did not want to see him go through what he was going through and she felt as though he would be better off if he was dead. Why? Because he was struck with so boils from the sole of his feet to the crown of his head and they were, they were full of pus. And every inch of his body was covered and he looked like that. So I think that she made the suggestion to him that he go ahead and curse God and die because of her love for him and not wanting to see him suffer. Now, you don't have to agree with me, but if you want to be right, you will. <laughs> oh, man, I love it. Bring the, I got the Nella wafers. You got the ice cream? 
But he lost seven sons and three daughters. He lost all of his livestock. And down through the years, the ministers that have preached that left that right there. Well, I ain't trying to be like nobody but Freddie, baby. My quest is to give you what God gave me. So we got to go to the 42nd chapter to see how all this ended up. Then you're going to see why, why Miss Job was not killed. Man, I'm chopping at the bit. Y'all need to pray for me because I want to come one day and talk to y'all about the power of purpose. Uh Uh-huh. The power of purpose. And when you understand that, man, you you attack hell with a water pistol. Because you know victory is in you every step of the way. Hallelujah. You in Job chapter 42? Let's reason some things out. Look at verse 10. The Bible says, And the Lord turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends. Also the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. You can't lose with the blood we use. Verse 11, then came there unto him all his brethren and all his sisters and all they that had been of his acquaintance before and did eat bread with him in his house. Now, the Lord gave the man another house. Huh? And not only did the Lord give the man another house, he's going to give him a whole lot more. He gave him double what he had before. So if the Lord allowed the devil to take something from you, get ready, get ready, get ready, because it's coming back double fold. <laughs> it's coming back twofold. Listen. Verse 11. Then came there unto him all his brethren, all his sisters, and all they that had been his, of his acquaintance before, and did eat bread with him in his house. And they bemoaned him, and comforted him over all the evil that the Lord had brought upon him. Now when it says all the evil that the Lord had brought upon him, the Lord don't bring no evil on nobody. What happens is that he step aside and let it happen. And it never would have happened if he didn't allow it. Because God's purpose for us is greater than what we realize. If we had been standing at the cross the day that Christ died, some of us probably would have been saying, what's going on? Ain't that God's son? What's happening to him? Some things we don't know yet. God is not the author of evil, but of good. Every man also gave him a piece of money. Every man gave Job a piece. Who do you think put that in They're hard to do. God did. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, shall men give. Here we are, into your bosom. We can't beat God giving. I don't care how hard we try. The more you give, the more he'll give to you. 
and every one an earring of gold. So the Lord blessed the latter end of Job more than his beginning, for he had 14,000 sheep. That means before he had 7,000. And 6,000 camels before he had 3,000. And 1,000 yoke of oxen, he had, he had 5,000. Well, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm trying to get it to you, baby. So you read it. <laughs> and a thousand she asses. Verse 13. He had also seven sons. Seven sons. And three daughters. That means that Miss Job had 20 children. No back pain. <laughs> Some of y'all broke down over one baby. <laughs> see, see, <laughs> see this, this is why I told you that Miss Job loved her husband. Now, uh, you got to love a man to give him quintet children. <laughs> You're doing a lot of rubbing his head and kissing him. 20, 20 children. So the first set died. Now, now listen to this. You need to see God's power right here because the first set of the seven boys, three daughters, all of them got killed. Okay? But, but watch how God operates through chromosomes. He gave him back seven sons and three daughters. So in all, Job had had 14 boys and six girls. That's why Miss Job didn't die because God's purpose and plan was bigger than what was happening right then. And I'm here to tell you whatever's going on with you right now, you ought to get excited because God has a plan and a purpose behind whatever you're dealing with right now. It's a bigger plan and God is going to reveal that plan if you just hold out to tomorrow. Everything, I say everything, I say everything is going to be all right. <laughs> Quit wearing your brain out trying to figure it out when God done already worked it out. In your Bible, it says He finished the end from the beginning. Wait on the Lord, build good courage, and He will strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. That's right, wait, I say. But, but notice the rest of this. Verse 13, he had also seven sons and three daughters. And he called the name, in case anybody want a name for the baby. He called the name of the first Jemima. You know, pancakes and all. Uh-huh. 
in the name of the second, Keziah. In the name of the third, Karen Hepok. And in all the land were no women found as fair as the daughters of Job. Baby, that was finer than frog hair split 14 different ways. Uh, <laughs> in all the land, around every turn, when you saw one of Job's daughters, you didn't even have to ask her name. You knew that that was Job's daughter. Ain't that something? I guarantee they ain't married no motorcycle boy. Verse 15. And in all the land were no women found as fair as the daughters of Job. And their father gave them inheritance among their brethren. Now don't, don't, don't get me started talking about the daughters of Zelophehad. Zelophehad had five daughters. See, listen, my, my, my daughters, my, my sisters, you got to ask God for what you want and quit sitting back talking about he know what I need. He sure do. And just like if Bartimaeus had not cried out, he'd have still been standing there blind. Job gave his daughters an inheritance among the brothers. In Moses' day, it was not written in the law what the daughters of a man could have if the man died. So the daughters of Zelophehad went to Moses. And they said to Moses, our father is dead. We, we don't have no brothers. So what's going to happen with his inheritance. So Moses went to the Lord. And told the Lord that the daughters of Zelophehad. Wanted their father's inheritance. Because he had no sons. Okay. And Moses went to the Lord. And this is what the Lord told Moses. He said. Now before I say this. You got to want, even though you made me married, you, you, you got to want more than just what your husband can provide. It doesn't move him out of the equation. It just caused blessings to come. You can't have two people and just one want something. So Moses went to the Lord. This is what the Lord told Moses. He said, Moses, the daughters of Zelophehad speaketh rightly. They want better. And they made that request. So I want you to give the daughters of Zelophehad their father's inheritance. You got to dare 
to be unconventional. You got to dare to not be like somebody next to you that ain't doing nothing, ain't going nowhere. You got you to gotta be dare and bodacious enough to dare to ask God for something you've never seen. Something you never had. That's why you must not be walking with people that have no faith. Them daughters of Zelophehad got their daddy's inheritance. And when God backed it up and say, they're not asking for anything that does not do them. Then you might say, well, you know, looking at that, you might say to the Lord, well then Lord, why didn't you put it in, in the law of Moses? And why did the daughters of Zelophehad have to come and request Moses? And why did Moses have to come and talk to you about it? Why didn't you just put it in there? It's not that God didn't remember. It's, it's that God didn't forget. You can sit in poverty and you can die there. Or you can claim your inheritance. Jesus allows us to come before his presence and to make our request known. And he'll do it. I told the Lord when he called me to preach, I told the Lord, I am not, not that I'm trying to be all this and that, but I'm not putting me down. I am not. I have no desire to be an average preacher. None. You ought to hate the enemy called average. You ought to pull on God's anointing on your life for everything you can get. Because you coming through here one time, then you gone. But you can leave an inheritance. See, an heir is one who's connected to a heritage. And the heritage is where all the money is, the power and the prestige. And just to be a part of that family means that you are in the will. So being in the will of God who owns everything, God has broken you off a piece, you got more than you realize, and the reason you don't have it is because you didn't ask for it. You have not because you ask not. Poverty and sickness. By the stripes of Jesus, we are healed. Yeah, I'm coughing, I'm spitting stuff up, but I'm healed. Huh? I may be walking around feeling like 15 miles of bad road, but our Lord, I believe. I believe that I'm healed by the stripes on the back of Jesus. So now we see riches nailed to that cross, paid for. Now we see stripes on his back for our healing, paid for. One more thing, if I could have just a few more minutes of your time, may I? I know you're busy, but I need a few more minutes. Spiritual damnation. Everything we need, Jesus has already provided. John's Gospel, chapter 10. Spiritual damnation. People going into the lake of fire without Jesus. But they don't have to. Today is the day of salvation. And right now is the acceptable time to be saved, to be called out of darkness. Into his marvelous life. The Lord wants to give you abundant life. Are you in John's gospel chapter 10? All right. Verse 10. 
The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. What's abundance? More than enough? Man, you ought to have more joy than you need. You can give somebody to break them off a piece. But walking around with your head hanging down and allowing depression to live with you and you mega brain and you trying to figure out everything in your life and you trying to micromanage every thought, you're a religious person. You're not necessarily a Christian. Things you don't understand, that's why you got a heavenly father. Let him figure it out for you. Let him handle it. Depression should not be a part of our lives. Fear should not be a part. We should walk on this cursed earth, bless people. And knowing what has already been freely given to us through Jesus Christ our Lord. And man, when I found all that stuff out, ain't nobody going to put me down. You can say whatever you want to say. I'm still blessed and highly favored. I'm still moving on. I still got my covenant rights intact with the Lord. I'm sealed until the day of redemption. I cannot be lost. You can tell me all day long, go to hell. No, you go. (laughs) Tired of you now. Christ came to give us abundant life. Huh? A closet back there in in, in, in... in, 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 in the bathroom, all them sheets and pillowcases and all this nice furniture and, and all this ha- nice big house and the yard well manicured and you speak with tongues and you lay hands on the sick and you tell people about the Lord. Man, that's the good life. Come on, I ain't talking about no stone hern. That's the good life. Huh? You going in there buying supplements. I'm going to the good life. But do you have a good life? I'm come. Father sent me. That they might have life. Because the thief came to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I didn't come for that. I came that they might have life. And that they might have it more abundantly. Just as some of you all would learn how to laugh out loud at least once a day. Then maybe your health would increase. You're too tight. You're too all bundled in. You, everything is so super critical. You don't have no laughter. You have no joy. Everybody's your enemy. You can't make friends with nobody. Nobody. Not one. No, not one. What kind of funeral are you going to have? feeling you're going to have? Who's going to come and say anything? I've been in them places where the family had on there two minutes please. And I said, is there anybody in here that want to make a statement? The family's just asking you, know, two minutes. Nobody got up. Sometimes them people in the casket, they lived a hard life. They were messy. They messed over everybody. Anybody got nothing good to say? They just came to the funeral. Why? To make sure they're dead. <laughs> I know it sounds bad, but listen. This woman, her husband died. And they was all at the funeral in this big old church. 
And the man, the pastor got up and said, well, we've lost one of our premier citizens of our community. He's done so much to help this church to grow. He's a good man. The widow sitting there on the front seat told her son, go up there and look at that kid. <laughs> go up there and look at that <laughs> Go up there and look at that cat and make sure that's <laughs> make sure that's your daddy. <laughs> So I want to conclude like this. When you know your covenant rights, all hello somebody going to break out in your life and now you have to declare what you believe. You must declare what you believe. You must decree a thing with your mouth and it shall come to pass. You in John's Gospel chapter 10? I'm talking about eternal life. All right, look at verse 27. John 10, 27. What you trying to, what? what? It's in the same place. Some of y'all ain't following me. I hear them pages turning. All right. John 10, 27. Jesus, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. This is a rebuke toward all them people that sit in churches all over the place and after 20 years get up talking about they ain't learned nothing. You ain't in sheep. <laughs> You're not a sheep. He said, my sheep, they know my voice. Anybody giving you the word and you claim you ain't learned nothing? You need to get born again. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My father who gave them to me is greater than all and no man is able to pluck them out of my father's hand. I and my father are one. That's eternal life. Last scripture, 1 John 5. Now, we, we, we that are born again, we shouldn't be guessing. The word makes it real clear that Jesus' sheep know his voice and that we don't follow strangers. And I give unto them. That's what Jesus said. Eternal life and they shall never perish. What does never mean? All right then. First John chapter 5 verses 9 through 15. The Bible says. Now remember I'm talking about poverty. We've been redeemed from it. Say redeemed. redeemed. Sickness. We've been redeemed from it. Say, I've been redeemed. redeemed. Spiritual damnation. Say, I've been redeemed from it. See, when you accepted Jesus, you were given a gift of eternal life. A gift is something you don't work for. It's freely given. I'm as saved now as I ever will be. And so are you if you're really saved. 1 John 5 and 9. We're going to read all this together, so get ready. Verses 9 through 15. And I want you to read it loudly. And I want you to hear what you are reading. So that this can get embedded in your spirit. Are you there? All right. Elevate your voice. Let's read. If we receive the witness of men. 
the witness of God is greater. For this is the witness of God, which he has testified of his Son. He that believeth on the Son of God hath the witness in himself. He that believeth not God hath made him a liar, because he believed not the record that God gave of his Son. And this is the record that God hath given to us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. He that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that ye may know that you have eternal life, and that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God. And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he hear us, Whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petition that we desire of him. That's right. Your prayer is going to be answered too. Redeemed. From poverty. From sickness. And from spiritual damnation. There's a man right there on the front seat. Been totally delivered and cancer free. It's a man standing here right now, been debt free over 38 years. And there's somebody out there that's been given the gift of eternal life. And it all came through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And the only thing that we had to get to do to get these benefits is believe. Ain't God good? I, isn't the Lord wonderful? Uh, Ain't he great? Uh, do you love him? Yes. Is he capable of taking care of you? Yes. Is he all right? Yes. Is he all right? Yes. Come on, let's get on our feet and praise God for his goodness. Redeemed yes. from poverty, yes. from sickness, yes. and from spiritual damnation. Come on, give God some praise. Now the question is Come on everybody When I do praise him for who he is There is power, power Wonder working power In the blood of Jesus The power in the blood of Jesus On the cross at Calvary Is God's resolution to the redemption Of every lost sinner forever Today is the day of salvation and now is the acceptable time because tomorrow is not promised. So believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved in your house. For whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord Jesus shall be saved. Jesus said, come. The Father says, come. The Holy Spirit says, come. And I say, come. You need to come now. Now the question is, when will Jesus return? I was the chiefest of sinners, Paul says, and so say I. I called upon Jesus over 46 years ago and he answered me, came into my heart and brought with him the gift of eternal life. And he'll do the same for you if you call. the trouble all over the world. I'm telling every man, woman. 
when boy and girl is coming soon. Say these words to Jesus. Say, Jesus, I believe you are Lord. Come into my heart. I believe that God raised you from the dead. I accept you now, Lord, as my personal Lord and Savior. If you said those words, and if you mean those words, they are recorded in the 10th chapter of the book of Romans, verse 9 through 13. Welcome to the household of faith. Much, much love to you. Now the question's up. Hello, this is Bishop Carwell, and this is the Know Your Bible radio broadcast. The world needs Jesus now more than ever before, and you can help us to reach the world for Jesus Christ. I ask for you to pray for what the Lord will have you to do as it relates to financial support toward Know Your Bible. And then send your gifts of love to Know Your Bible, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. That's the Know Your Bible radio broadcast, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. We also welcome your prayer requests and your praise reports. So until we meet again right here on Know Your Bible, you pray for me and I'll be praying for you. And guess what? We'll all be prayed for. Much, much love to you. <laughs>